Hey y'all, it's your favorite girl Mel. Welcome to episode 14 of The Link Up. This time around, we pay homage to the late great Nipsey Hussle. Even though we weren't able to all get together and record, we had to make it happen over the phone. This conversation was too important to pass up. We discuss how his death affected us, the social media outpouring of love and respect, how those who came from the hood should move once they've quote unquote made it, and a few other gems in between. All right, let's jump in. So, um, Nipsey Hussle passed away um, about a week ago now, March 31st. Rest in peace to Nipsey, all, all, all blessings to his family. Him and Lauren were building quite the union. I love that they were finally being public with everything. And, it, and it's so sad that he was taken from us now. And we're going to kind of get into how this kind of all, all affected us, how his passing has us all kind of shook, even though it's a week later. Um, so for you guys, how has his passing kind of affected you guys personally at all? It's been hard. It's been super hard. I feel like, uh, once again, like, rest in peace, Nipsey. Prayers to his family. Prayers to Lauren. Like, I couldn't imagine what she's going through right now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Really and truly, I've taken it, I, I've taken it like, as a personal blow. Like, I knew the man. Like, I've mm-hmm. like, hard with him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, when I found out that he got shot, I'm like, okay, he'll bounce back. No problem. No problem. Going mm-hmm. about my day at work, whatever looked at my phone to go out and see um, Nipsey has passed away at the age of 33. And I yeah. literally froze. I froze and like, you know when you get that shocking news where your your heart feels like it jumped out of your chest and it kind of left it empty? Yeah. I had that moment and I was just like, what do you mean he passed? Like, of all the things that he was trying to accomplish, of all the things that he has accomplished, mm-hmm. uh, the direction that he was going from, like, from the direction where he started, complete opposite. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. Like, I kept looking at pictures, videos. I kept playing music. I'm just like, this is real. This is real. This is real. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is I'm like, yo, it happened on March 31st, not April 1st. So it's not like somebody could be like, ha, April fool. It would have been the worst prank ever, but at least I would have been like, hey, doing that. Okay, I appreciate that it was just a prank. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think like the timing was just so mind blowing. Yeah. No, it was it was it was so shocking and especially because of like who he was and where it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like he was on his own block like he owns that plaza the whole thing the whole plaza he owns he used to sell drugs in that plaza and the owners used to run him off and now those those same people pay him rent to be there you know Mm -hmm. so like it's it's crazy that like i i have heard a lot of the criticisms on nipsey that oh he shouldn't have been out in the hood without protection he shouldn't he shouldn't have he shouldn't have made himself so so available but I but feel like he, that's... Sorry, go ahead. He is the people, though. Exactly. Exactly. He, he, is, he embodies what he's trying to make everybody else around him become. So he's mm-hmm. not going to get money and act different. I mean, that's what we expect because we see other um, Black people doing it, yeah. right? You get a little bit of money, you got 15 bodyguards. No one can touch you. Right, mm-hmm. you're not you're not allowed to go and shake a fan's hand. If you do, they monitor how many fans' hands you can shake, and they pull you back if anybody gets a little too aggressive. But mm-hmm. Nipsey got money. Nipsey changed things. He implemented things. He put himself out there in the community to say, "I am who you are. I mm-hmm. am who you become. I'm not gonna get money and switch up. 
I want you to know that I, I'm, I'm a real person. I'm down to earth. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you. And that's what he was doing. So he wasn't thinking that, hey, I'm going to be on my block where I was like raised. This is my neighborhood. This is our neighborhood and think that's going to run upon him and do harm. Because from what I heard, that guy came up several times to them. Like yeah. in a, I guess in a short period of time, came up to them several times. I don't know how the conversation went. I mean, that is something that I don't know if we'll ever find out exactly mm-hmm. how it went. But it's crazy that he didn't, it's not like from the video that I saw, and I, I'm disgusted that I even saw the video. Mm-hmm. I just happened upon it while I was reading through, like, you know, all his achievements and stuff like that. Saw the video. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they reacted and flinched. At the fact that this guy came up, they stood there, yeah. stayed there after he, he was went known, back. right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He was known to them, and like that's that's the crazy part that it's someone that you know, that you tried to be respectful to, and they're the ones that kind of that are coming after you, right? That 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 they're they're your demise. Like, what do you what do you think is the message to the hood? Because obviously, there's been a lot of rallying since then. But do you think all that rallying will make a difference after this is all said and done and the dust settles? What do you think is the next step? I hope it thing? I hope it does though. Because yeah. if at the end of the day you realize regardless of who you are, what you've done, where you're going, if it has mm-hmm. touched you in the way that it it has touched the people closest to him, mm-hmm. then it should shake something up in you to say, yo, I can't continue to live my life like this. I can't continue to do the things that I'm doing. And he was proof of that. So mm-hmm. if I mean, if you can feel a way about somebody who, who lived the life that you were living, who made the difference that they wanted and was telling you, yo, this is the way, this is mm-hmm. the better way for us as people, mm-hmm. then it should wake something up in you. It should say, you know what, even if it's going to be a small little change, you're going to start making that change. Yeah. And I feel like I'm personally doing it. No, I'm not a gangbanger. I don't sell drugs, but but you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in my everyday life, I'm yeah. trying to be a better person, a better version of myself than I was yesterday. Only mm-hmm. because I realized it took nothing for him to do what he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. have to have to get his money and put it back out into the community. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. A lot of celebrities get money, move out the hood. You never see them back in the hood. Never come back to the hood again. He's stayed in the hood he uplifted the hood so if somebody like that could do that what what is it for me to, to be a little nicer to people you know what I mean and yeah. start there and work my way up okay, yeah. no absolutely I, I feel that that's that's what I'm hoping for right because I I hate to say it but I feel like it's it's such a trend to more Nipsey right now Right. Like you can't scroll through Instagram without seeing his face. And I know there's people who just just like you to share, oh, who are hurting from this. Didn't know the man personally, but this touched him on a personal level because that could really be any of us who are trying to uplift us and, and getting 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 licked down well before our time. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want it to be piggybacked on. I do want there to be actual change. I want to be optimistic about it. But I can't lie. I'm not. I'm not sure. I've social media has made me kind of lose faith in in how and why people do things. Um, but but back to what you're saying in terms of giving back to the hood. If not everyone can be on that Nipsey hustle level of giving back, where you actually come back to the hood, 
buy a spot in the hood, employ the people that you know, that you love and, and everything like that, uplift the, the neighborhood in that way. Um, do, do you think it's a responsibility of those who came from the dirt to give back to it? Or once you get on, do you find that it's just too many handouts? There's too many hands out wanting something from you. Nah, it, it's definitely it's definitely the one the one who comes out of the hood because you know you know what exists you know what your community needs mm-hmm. you know what your people need mm-hmm. you know you were once you were once one of them you you needed you needed things so if you're in a position to provide I feel like it's 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 not only something you should do like it's something morally that that I I just could not not do yeah. But in, it goes on in, a whole different level, though, because that only goes to show you Nipsey was a different breed of a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes a special person to do what he did. Mm-hmm. It it it's not only it's not only the the it's not only having the I guess the assets the finances to do what he did. It's having the heart to do what he did. Yes, that is very true. Money. And it's all right, cool, you know, link up with my five bredgens. Me and my five bredgens are always going to be cracking honey bottles because I got it like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how some people show, okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. There's other people who will put people up in a spot. And so you know what? I understand that you can't handle your bills, whatever. Let me put you up in the spot or let me pay your rent for you. They'll mm-hmm. do that if they get onto some real change. Other people will switch up and act different, mm-hmm. right? And they pretend like they don't know you. They cut you off just so that they don't have to feel like you're going to come at them. Instead of saying, hi, it's hi, can I get $20? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what he did was not even think that, okay, people are going to come and attack me for money. It's like, I'm going to do this because I want to see all of you succeed. I want to see all of you make a change and get out of this like I did. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... even if, you know, you say that, is it a responsibility? Should people do it? It, it really depends on their heart. Mm-hmm. Because really and truly, I could go outside and bake cookies and hand them out. And it, it's the same type of love that I would have for my neighborhood that anybody could show. But mm-hmm. am I going to do it? It depends. Do I have the heart to do it? So, I mean, it, it all, it all it's, it's so hard to say, should you or should you not do it? It's yeah. going to be up to the person if they come into something to actually give back. I mean, I would like to see it personally. Yeah. Like if I came into money or like somebody I know came into money, give back. Give back to what raised you. You know what I mean? But again, Nipsey was a special type of person. You know what? To, to that point, I think, and you know what? Not I think. This is the, the, the greatest thing that I saw come out of this mm-hmm. is I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw a video I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it was a video of rival gangs in um, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Signing, basically, the, the gang leader signing a peace treaty amongst all them. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if anything, you know, the silver lining, the blessing or whatever you want to call this to all of this is hopefully some peace. Like, it's, yeah. it's not just L.A. We have mm-hmm. we have Chicago. We don't even have to go to Chicago. We can talk about our own city. Like, yeah. We're not immune to this. Gun violence has just gone way too high these days. So, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I wish that there's hope 
to follow all this, but yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that, oh, I hate to say this, but do you feel that he will, beyond this, do you feel like his legacy will be remembered, right? For beyond just the music? Cause... So, yes. Here, here's why. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be many people like me who did not know the man for music. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this in a way, you can ask me, you can ask me to name, to name a song. I wouldn't be able to, you know, the occasional one, two will play and I'll be like, oh yeah, I know this song. Yeah. But when in the day and age that we live in mm-hmm. and everything is so interconnected, everybody, well, I, w- I don't, I don't want to say everybody to generalize, but yeah, everybody has now seen, seen what type of person this, per- this man was, you know? Mm-hmm. We live in a social media age where where everything we we've done is shared, the negatives and the positives. And what yeah. you can see is is yeah, I grew up I grew up rough and tough, but eventually I figured it out, and I'm and I'm righting my wrongs. And I feel like the greatest takeaway or the legacy should be that you know, righting your wrongs, giving giving back to where you came from. Mm-hmm. And like, if you if you have if you have the respect from from even like the mayor, the mayor, the chief of police, everybody yeah. in that city, the entire world, at this point was just was in a break. So you know, it just it really shows. In his death, like as Dan Lee had said that he didn't know Nipsey um, for his music. Now that he has passed, and the way that he has passed, that has been so tragic. And like one way or another, you have come in contact with knowing that he has passed and how he passed mm-hmm. and then seeing all the things that he's done um, throughout his time. It, it'll it'll make you start being, I feel, more inquisitive to find out more about him, more about what he was about, even if you didn't know him from the jump. Because I, I did mm-hmm. see a lot of people in comments were like, you know, rest in peace. I don't want to offend anybody. But who exactly is Nipsey Hussle? Mm-hmm. And it might just come from the fact that they see, you know, pictures and videos and stuff like that all over, just glaring on social media, yeah. that they might now want to say, you know what, I don't know this person, but the, this seems like it's major. Let me do my homework. You yeah. know what I mean? No, exactly. And we have, we have technology at our fingertips now. So if you don't know and you want to know, you can dig in. And I feel like from, from that, it at least starts stirring conversation going forward so even if you didn't know you're gonna know you're gonna know and you're gonna be able to participate have an idea have a thought change your ways or don't get left behind with the people who are moving forward either way I feel like it's gonna impact everybody in one way or another and as of right now it's the masses that it it's impacting I'm glad you made that point because a lot of consistency in this comment was made and I, and I found it very different from from the past past deaths of um, who who recently passed. Let's say Triple X, Miller, Mac Miller, yeah, yeah, Mac Miller. Um, somebody, somebody else somebody, passed. I can't remember. Somebody in Toronto, who, the rapper in Toronto. Um, uh, Smoke, Smoke Dog. Dog. Smoke Dog. Smoke Dog. Yeah. yeah. You, the the narrative about about their deaths is oh. You know, now everybody want to bandwagon their music and all mm-hmm. that. That was not the narrative here, and a lot of people came to came to the defense of this narrative, saying that that no, you should be bandwagoning. You should appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. what 
what's going on here and and that's when that's when the it kind of clicked for me it's like okay this ain't no this this ain't no another rapper gun down type type deal you know it's not yeah. regular it's not yeah. regular it's more and, than that he was so much more than just a rapper and it's very it's very representative even even the nba like mm-hmm. they've russell westbrook they put, put put the arm around around the scenario and it's good it's good yeah yes it comes at such a a nugget of ordeal but you know in darkness comes light well yeah, you hope for true. it anyways you gotta hope for it no exactly honestly like i feel like in this moment i have felt closer to black people than i have ever felt really you know what I mean? like i have felt like yo if Nipsey was doing this and now the entire world is getting to see this, mm-hmm. even if it's just through Instagram, Fanny, it cannot not spark Something. some sort of motivation, some sort of change in you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to you'll just deal with your neighbor a little bit better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if it's to change the way that you're spending to know that, hey, if I want this, I can actually get this. There's nothing stopping me but myself. You know what I mean? There was a video of his brother saying that, yo, before they had shit, they they had tables set out in that plaza trying to sell things. And police would run them and take their things. And all they would have to do is re-up and they came back to the same spot and started selling. When the police came back, happened again, took all their things, they read up came back with the table, started selling. And I know a lot of people come out, a lot of artists come out with their names, you know, their 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 street names or their whatever name, and you don't see that their their name reflects who they are as an individual because you never get to see who they are as an individual because their label captures who they are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Unless you know them from before, you don't really know who they are. Nipsey Hustle was the definition of a hustler from the street life to the community life as neighborhood. You can't not hear the story and see how tragic this is but not realize how bomb he was like a lot of people want to say oh you know that man's gangster that man's gangster if i want to call somebody gangster i'm calling nipsey gangster one because he did it he lived the rough life but Mm he made something out of that and was still a gangster i have not heard anybody say i didn't like nipsey very true he did to me he did that to me. Yeah. Everybody has the same thing to say. Even the people that met him once are like, yo, I met this guy once or I talked to him once and he gave me words of encouragement. He dropped knowledge on me. Absolutely. That's a gem. That's a gem. He, he was, was a gem. A, he was a different kind of man. Like from different. one of the, one of the, um, one, who was it? Jim Jones had said him and his boys were in LA and Nipsey mm-hmm. invited him to his store and and Jim Jones is like, um, I don't know, because he's like, you know what? I'm I'm not on my turf. My uh-huh. my boys are a little rowdy. He's like, don't worry, I got you. He met, excuse me, he met their car, and had his boys escort Jim Jones and his boys to the marathon store for them to all come through and chill out. You know what I mean? The fact that this man is being praised by gangbangers and the LAPD, the LAPD <laughs> don't love niggas, <laughs> and they are out here mourning the death of Nipsey Hussle. You know what I mean? And the part that kind of kills me is all the conspiracy theories. Because it's it's almost like they're kind of like cheap in his death in a way. A, a lot of what I'm hearing is that it was caused by the FBI. That the FBI mm-hmm. sent a, a, another black man as an insurgent 
to to take to assassinate Nipsey Hussle. I've, I've seen a, on like the first couple of days of it, I saw a lot of news sources say the assassination of Nipsey Hussle. Yep. Yep. And I don't know, like, I, I, how often do you hear about the assassination of a black man other than like MLK and, and Malcolm X? When was the last time a black man was assassinated? That white media used that terminology. It's true. Right? It's so he it's was like, that he was he that, was that influential. That it was just like, how can you not call this an assassination? Mm-hmm. It is nothing but an assassination. You know what I mean? And yes, and you're right. For the LAPD especially to be praising Nipsey mm-hmm. goes to show you it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the path you choose to take learning from your mistakes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He wasn't perfect. He, he, he said this time and time again. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say that I, I knew it all. I figured it out all. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that I, I'm, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I just chose a, you know, a different path for myself. Yeah. Um, moving forward, how do you think the trial is going to go? And how did you feel about Eric Gardner being the representative? for for nipsey's killer isn't his name chris something chris gard i want to say gardner but i don't think it's gardner chris gardner gardner i believe i think it's chris gardner chris gardner eric gardner i'll i'll have the facts on the wrap up at the end pardon me is the he was the prosecutor for OJ's case. Yeah, no, not, he was, not, not he, the was def- the def- he was the defender. I thought he was the prosecutor. I thought he was, sure the, he was the, the the prosecutor because I, I mean I know that case very well. <laughs> but yeah, how how do you feel that he's the one that's been chosen to kind of defend this man? How did I that mean, happen? How did that happen? Like I, the thing I is, this, we'll man is high this man is high profile. Mm-hmm. He he, ha- you have to pay him money. Yeah. Money. real money listen no no so let where me, did he come from let me explain this okay go ahead let me know as a as a lawyer you could take this case pro bono very very well you you don't even have to ask for a cent because you know that at the end of this this whole ordeal the book deals the everything the money you get Post from it. That's more than you can get from the client. So that's that's the justification for any lawyer taking taking these these morally unjust um, cases or or anything high profile like that because they know that all publicity is good publicity at the end of the day. I'm glad you said that. Morally wrong. Mm-hmm. If, if he was white, I'd be like, go ahead. Whoa, do I don't think he'd be taken very well if it was a white guy. <laughs> He would not be taken very well, but the fact that he is black, that hurts. That hurts. It hurts. It hurts because it's just like, how could you stand there and defend him? Regardless, I get it, you're a lawyer. That is your job. But no 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 no. Some things you just don't take. Some things you just don't do. And I feel like that's a line as a black person that he's crossing. Well, and is. he's putting himself in harm's way, to be honest. You think so? You think he, what do you mean? Mm. Uh, you know what? He, he survived post OJ. He survived post OJ. But that was OJ. OJ was beloved by black people. Like Absolutely. to this day, and, and all, there's people that denounce that OJ did anything. 
but yes, why wow. why do you think he's not going to make it? Like, do you think that he's he's a target now? He's made himself a target by taking on this defense case. I don't. It's it's the lawyer life. You take these cases, especially for a high profile um, mm-hmm. attorney. You, they've been there. They've done that. I mean, the OJ Simpson case in its own, mm-hmm. whether whether or not you were pro or or on the opposite side of the fence. Mm-hmm. You you made yourself a target. I mean, especially especially because OJ as an icon, you know, I mean, every black person wanted to hear not guilty. Regardless mm-hmm. of the fact that that 99% of them probably thought, yeah, he did it. But you know, they still wanted to hear not guilty. And I, think we... I feel like in, mm-hmm. in that moment, especially the tension that was happening between LAPD and um and the citizens of Los Angeles mm-hmm. this that would have been the time for um for for there to be an attack or retaliation against him mm-hmm. now I've, at this point no that's 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 kind of why i feel i feel in that sense that he he's going to be fine he'll be protected yeah. nothing's going to no harm will come yes. to him yes and you know history will will look back and they'll be like yeah he took he took the case Mind you not, I don't know how far this case goes, um, if this is a full trial or whatnot, because if mm-hmm. there is clear, concrete evidence, you know, the the suspect may just be like, yeah, let's just call this guilty and, and we just go to, um, go to sentencing. No, but he's, you know? he pleaded he's, he not pl- guilty. He pled not guilty. He, he, yes, you, you plead not guilty right away until they present you the evidence. And you can change your plea midway. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. I I always assumed the you plea can, you start with you is can, the plea you, can ch- you, you can stick with plea, unless they give you a deal. You can take a plea right until the verdict is handed. It they can go into deliberation, and a prosecutor and defendant can can come to an agreement, and mm-hmm. that the verdict would never have to be said. Wow. Okay. Um, the uh, the suspect. Like apparently, right after um, he shot Nipsey, he attempted to check himself into a mental institution, similar to the Jesse Smollett case, where they said him crying wolf kind of takes away from other racially charged victims. Do you think mm-hmm. it says the same for those with mental health in this case? Um, no, uh, yeah. that one's a tough one because you know when responding to this, I, I ain't trying to offend nobody, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of have to know the merit behind behind the check-in was yeah. it more so to a, to establish a a not an alibi but a a justifiable defense mm-hmm. that could well that could possibly well have been it you know but my thing is if 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 you are walking yourself into a mental health facility does mm-hmm. that mean does that not mean that at some point you were mentally stable to realize that you needed to check yourself in so crazy, crazy people don't know that they're crazy. I've I've gone crazy, and I knew I was crazy in that moment. So I, I think, it, no, at the same time, do we believe his case? Do you? Be, I don't really believe that he's actually crazy. Do you, I don't believe he's crazy. It could be. It could be on some PTSD shit. You know what I mean? I never want to okay. claim to know somebody else's experience, but yeah. When when we say crazy, when we say crazy, I don't. I let, let's be cautious of actually saying no. That is no true. Crazy. We can't throw it around so freely. Yeah, let's let's say do we believe do we believe that he is suffering from whatever it is he he allegedly claimed to be suffering from 
Um, I don't know what he's claiming to be suffering from then. We haven't heard anything there, but you can, you can, when you watch the video, you can kind of tell that like, at first he shoots him and then he runs away and then he comes back and then he shoots him again. So it's yep. like, it's like, it was, it was very frantic. Them. Yeah, it was, it was very frantic. You can tell it was, it was kind of on a whim, but kind of premeditated. Like it was, uh, watching it was hard. And oh, and for all the people that 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 posted the video of Nipsey being shame on by you. the paramedics, you're disturbed, man. I'm sorry, I, you're you're a I, sick individual. I just never watched them. I I, I didn't have a choice. They were sent to my inbox, right? And it's oh. so overwhelming. But it's like it's there was there was a scene where the paramedics are working on him on the stretcher, and his legs are lifeless. And I'm just like, whoa, bro. There's no way in hell I'm seeing that and pulling my phone out. He wasn't but, on the stretcher. He was on the ground. He was on I the ground. Him. They flipped him over. I saw one when he was on the stretcher, and they're putting and they're still working on him, and they're putting him into the back of the ambulance. And I'm like, and I hear people in the background yelling and like crying and wailing, and I'm like, that's happening in front of you. There's so much emotion going around, and your first thought, ooh, let me capture this so I can put it on IG. I'm pretty so sure it wasn't the person that was wailing that put it on IG, but I definitely get where you're yeah. coming from. It's it's disrespectful in any case mm-hmm. to do that, but. I feel again. I feel like everything happens for a reason. It it made it more real. You know what I mean? If you no. heard it, it, it for me, it made it more real. It you heard that he died. Okay, he died. That's sad. Oh my god, he died. But when you saw it, it brought me to another level of this shit is crazy. We definitely have to do better as people. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, was, I don't feel it, it was it, necessary it, to see that, to have that okay. feeling. So, so, so I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. But before I do full disclaimer, I absolutely agree that, that, you know, generationally we screwed up with the fact that we are, we are forever tied to a device that everybody yeah. feels the need that everything needs to be broadcasted out there. Mm-hmm. But true. Very true. To that same point, I will agree that the fact that we have seen it makes it real to us it's kind of like like uh let's go with the nfl how many domestic violence cases have they had over the their 50 plus years of existence it wasn't until the ray rice incident happened that sports sport narrative forever changed when you saw when you saw her being dragged out of the elevator Mm -hmm. it forever changed the narrative behind domestic violence you know, uh-huh. it, it therefore became um, in the spotlight. The same way that the incident with Jay-Z in the elevator would have never would have never been made anything without seeing it, you know? Uh-huh. We we are a society that now relies on the fact that that things don't things aren't real to us unless we we see it in person. So to that time I'm like, yeah. Yes, it was horrible that that you have seen it and I have not seen it. I will not go out to see these because two things I hate seeing is is death and accidents, like mm-hmm. including like sport injuries and stuff, bones breaking. I do not do that. I will happily work on somebody post that. I oh I'm always doing rehab and all with my clients, but I would not ever seek out to go watch these things. Yeah. It was it was it was triggering to things that I've never experienced myself. And that's that that was my issue with it being broadcasting broadcasted. You don't know how the people consuming this video, what they've been through and how this is going to affect them and what direction it will push them in. It's it, yeah, I don't know. It was you know. it, it's true. But at, at, 
I like I definitely hear where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. at the simple at the at saying that it's just like you regardless you can't control how people react to things you can only control the fact that this is how you're reacting and you're sharing you're sharing what you're looking at you know what i mean Mm because at at the end of the day that is what social media is for it's like looking through the eye of the recorder you know what i mean so i get it like you don't want to see it it was terrible to see my perspective on it was look at it look at it because we need to face this. We need to face that this is real and this is serious. Yeah. If I had just read it, yes, I, I still would have felt like, you know what, this this sucks because a really good man is gone. But I saw it and it, it, it made me realize that, yo, this, at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm-hmm. It, it was such an instant thing where it's just like, that could be anybody. That could be yeah. anybody. And it doesn't matter if they were good, bad, ugly, beautiful, doesn't matter that per- that person is no longer here and that's going to change immediate lives yeah that's going to change lauren's lives his kids lives his mom his father his brother that oh. is horrible don't do that yeah it's broke of my which, heart watching her comment the, no the the video the video of her when she enters the hospital that, that, that was, was fucked up woke up from fainting that was that, fucked up that's that's the one that i that's the only one that I've watched, and I was like, "Oh, this is very real." My heart broke. broke. My heart broke. You know, I, and I take this back to to elementary school, and an mm-hmm. elementary school friend of mine who went who went walking to his girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. How many hours later he never arrives? Okay. His mom goes out to go to go, you know, to go see if he's just shown in the neighborhood because she calls. And mm-hmm. she is walking, she's walking around and she sees all this commotion happening. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's just like, oh, he's just here. She calls his phone and it starts ringing under the tarp that's <sighs> on the floor. Fuck. Um, and, that, no. and that clip, that clip of her realizing was, was on, um, on the nightly news. Shit. And that, like, that is forever ingrained in my, in my mind. You know, just seeing her reaction. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I'm not one who who wants to ever see these things, mm-hmm. but because I'm somebody who will always be affected, and I will always remember yeah. these things. Same. So, same. Like, I have like my memory is very photographic. Where it's like I remember the scene, I remember the feeling, I remember how like everything, and it just it brings you back. It brings me back there in so many ways, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually. And it's, that scene of Lauren killed me. And her comment, when she called him her sanctuary, do you know the way you have to treat a woman for her to consider you her sanctuary? Like, Did you see from the little that we actually saw how he treated how he her? Treated her? He straight so, up said, don't do nothing that your woman can't come to. Right? How many niggas you know that do that? How and many he was niggas gang- you know? Oh, he was gangster. No disrespect. No disrespect when I say this. No was, disrespect. He was a sexy motherfucker. Right? Like, ooh. 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 Like, when, ooh. He, when he put on his tailored suit. Oh, ooh, yeah, yo, The Rock Nation burgundy Outfit? member. Oh, with the pink, with the pink top coat. Don't start yo. with me. Don't start with me. Yo. And the fact he's a grown-ass man with braids and I ain't mad. Not mad. Come on now. Come on now. He's so 33. If I start pulling up, come on. 
Danley, don't no. give yourself. You, you ain't you ain't sexy like Nipsey. I'm gonna say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Just now, I'm gonna start braiding up my hair. Oh, Jesus okay. I'm gonna All have right. to block you. I'm gonna have to block I'm you. I'm about to pull up pull up a, a D Wade braided Wade. You know? Can we speak no. about? Can we speak about D Wade just for a moment? I okay, love his braid ups. I love his braid ups. They're clean. They're obviously done by a professional. But stop. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm about to fight you guys. Whoa. Because I heard, I, I, Tashia, say what you're about to say. Let me, let me, let me give you the spotlight for a second. Oh, I, I, I was just going to say he's going through something. So we know, you know, it's All only right. a phase. Right. Let him have his phase. Okay. He's about to retire. Th- this is not, th- let me tell you what the phase is that he's going through. For okay. the first time in his career, he doesn't care. He is he is doing what he he realizes that yo I have built I have built something of myself I was mm-hmm. just I was just a street kid from Chicago I made it to the league I got some of the most powerful friends in the world you know I've won three championships I've got one scoring title I got let's see um, three first team uh, All NBA like he 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 now realizes his legacy. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in his career, there's no expectations. The Heat aren't supposed to make the playoffs right now. They're fighting for the last spot in the playoffs. And if they get in, you tell me that Dewey's not going to snap and end Milwaukee Bucks season. He will. The the Bucks, the one team they fear right now is 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 the Heat because we know what Wade's going to do in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he is free. He is free. He is free. He's letting himself, you know, be that kid. And I guarantee you. That's they're gonna talk about it after the season's done. Long, long from now, when they do his documentary, and he will say the best season he ever had was his last one, mm-hmm. and it was his best one because he could now sit there and just appreciate, you know, appreciate the game that he loved. Yeah. When you, when you're, when you're doing what you love, you're not working. You're, you're, you're having fun. He's, he's going to a job. He went to a job for how many years? Where he knew that it was a job, he was there. He was there to work. Now he's just having fun, you know. Yeah. So I'm here for the for the braided wave, you know. The braided. I'm here for it. All I'm right. here for it because he, <laughs> he is showing that you gotta appreciate, you know, what you've done in life. You know, people, the amount of people that look look up to the man. He, oh, so just I, I'm I'm gonna always be on on his defense you know With he's never been my my favorite player but i'm all for it ha- let him have the fun because he's having a phenomenal season i think it's a little <laughs> midlife crisis he just had a new baby he's about to be 45 i don't actually i don't even know how old he's gonna be he's he's painting his toenails he's having a time he's having yeah. a time i mean you know what Celebrate it while you can, because uh, we know we're just we're just here for a time. You we're know, just here for a time. Here for a time. A good time, yeah. if not a long time. And, it's and very that, true. That is a that's a great point. And it's like, what do you want people to say about you when you're when you're long and gone? Yeah. What What do you want people to say about you when you're long and gone? What do you want your legacy to be? We see what Nipsey's <laughs> legacy is. We see what D Wade's legacy is. What do you want your legacy to be? Man, I don't even know if I have that thought right now. I feel like, <laughs> I honestly feel like at this point in time, I wouldn't have a legacy. And that 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 also has, like, been on my mind mm-hmm. since the whole passing. Because it's just like, 
he was only 33 and he accomplished all of this. Only five years and older than us. Only five years older. And I'm just like, I'm not where I want to be. That That mm-hmm. is for sure. But it's just like, it's now sparked that, yo, I need to get going with something mm-hmm. in order to have a legacy for, for people to even talk about or to remember. So at this point in time, I'm not, I don't have anything to put out there mm-hmm. other than I do want people to remember me as being honest. I, mm-hmm. I, I am a person of my word. Very I, honest I, stick, I stick to my word and I never back down from it regardless. You're very true. I say it how I feel it. And I say it how I, I want you to interpret it. And if you take it somewhere where, you know, that's not where I was going, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for communication, but at the end of the day, just being honest. Yeah. What You're about you, Dan? person. Um, <laughs> hmm. She's smoking. Hmm. Funny <laughs> enough, in, in my senior year of high school, we had this, this, this stupid activity. Mm-hmm. It was write your, your, uh, your eulogy. Oh, that's so morbid. That is terrible. And you know what? No, it wasn't. I invite all the listeners, write your eulogy. Write write my eulogy. Okay, you know what? (laughs) We should turn this into a segment. Let me hear your eulogy. Write what you want people to say about you when you're gone. And if that's what you want them to say about you when you're gone, yeah. you start living like it. And that was the greatest thing I heard at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I want to be said about me is that I was a person for the people, but specifically the youth. Mm-hmm. And why is because I, I've always wanted to be somebody, you know, backtrack, the, the, the most transitional point in my life Mm-hmm. was maybe was maybe that's that stretch from grade nine through about 11 halfway through grade 12 mm-hmm. i i found that that was the most change that ever happened in my life and i feel like those formative years are so significant so i when it's all said and done i want to be i want people to say that i helped the youth of today be the leaders of tomorrow and that's mm-hmm. all that's mm-hmm. all i want that's your eulogy. That's oh, it. So let's hear it, Mel. My eulogy. I want to be remembered for giving people good feelings. You know what I mean? I, I want to be the bringer of the vibes. Where if you're in my presence, you feel at ease. You feel you can speak to me. I make people feel comfortable. I try to do that as best I, as I can. You know, I, I try to keep the mellow voice, the open ear. I'm shady sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm shady sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> all the time. And people catch it and they're like, oh, she's so cute. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But exactly. But even in my shade, even in my shade, you like me. You, you feel good about me. If someone asks you about Mel, you like Mel. And, and, I, and I feel like that's, that's the beauty of it. I, th- I think that's what I definitely want to be remembered for. Positive vibes, good vibes, a laugh. You know, I like... I want, I want to, like, if, if you're having a bad time, talk to me. Let's try to turn this around. And I, and I, and I try to be that person for as many people as possible. I, I never try to pry. You're never going to mm. see me reach out and be like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, what's wrong? Oh, what's wrong? But if you come to me, I'm always in ear. And I, I think, I think that's generally, that's, that's definitely, like, a bonus. Because that's general mm-hmm. with everyone where it's like, you can talk to people, but a lot of people 
are hesitant because you don't ask. And I feel like that's, mm. that's also an awkward thing where it's like, I'm not going to ask you because that's personal. You yeah. know what I mean? But nobody, you realize nobody goes to the person that doesn't ask. What do you mean? They start talking to like the people who ask sometimes, or they just mm. don't talk at all. Unless like you start talking and they feel like, Oh, something clicked. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about it, but definitely hear what you're saying. Talk yeah. smell. She's no, I, de- I definitely get that. Like, cause you know me, if we go anywhere, I will talk to any and everyone. Mm-hmm. Like if we buck up in an elevator, I'd say, Oh, we're going up together. Aren't we? Like I will make <laughs> conversation with any and everyone. And like you said, I don't always reach out, but, but like you said, by breaking the ice and having that kind of first conversation, people do open up to me a lot. There's, 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 there's a girl that, that I work with shout I you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to bottle out your name, but you know who you are that we've only been working together not even six months yet and she's just like mel you don't you like there's something about you that i just want to open up to you about like mm-hmm. I, I i want to tell you things and i'm like girl maybe you shouldn't i don't know if you should because number one we at work we ain't friends like that <laughs> but i i i it makes me feel good i appreciate the fact that my spirit makes you feel comfortable you know I, yeah. and that's a testament to you you are a very you are a very easy person to talk to mm. and you're a person that that people feel that they should talk to. You know, I don't know where they it's, always it, get that there, from. There's though. two things. There's there's a thing, there's one that that yeah, somebody can talk to you, but the greater thing is having people feel that yes, I can go talk to her. Yeah. And that's something you do very well. And it's yeah. not but something honestly, that you can thank you. that's just natural. It's natural, but do remember at the end of the day, you can't hold on to people's burdens because oh. you'll be trapped in your own burdens and not mm. releasing it. No, that's, that's very just true. one thing to remember because I, I, as you know, I go through a lot of things that no one knows because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't speak about it. Yeah. And I've realized like, as I get older, it affects how, I guess, how, how, how um I guess how open I can be in a social setting I'm very closed off and it's not because I don't like you it's because I'm dealing with so much that I'm just I'm, I'm there but I don't want to be bothered in that space only because I'm holding in so much but when you get to know me I'm pretty open yes <laughs> I'm pretty open yeah. but if I don't know you I'm very reserved only because I deal with a lot on the inside so if when you're dealing with people, just remember, you gotta let your 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 demons out too. Don't hold it. In. <laughs> let the demons out too. No, because it's true. Because I, me and she have been friends. I want to say about fifteen years now, and I don't think yeah. it was till maybe year eight that I like I met her family. In Ooh. in in year one or two, she met my entire family. <laughs> I was coming <laughs> over to my house. I'm that type of bitch. But it took her like eight solid years for me to meet like her brothers and her mom and her dad. Only recently did I in the last couple of years I met grandma. Like it, she she takes a minute to open up, but when, but once she does, you're in. But that's that's definitely a thing. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm, I'm the complete with, opposite. I'm you're the complete opposite. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. That's for, very for true. me. For mm-hmm. me, um. I feel like for it to be true, I have to open up to people completely. So, like, my family is a very loving, like, beyond loving family. It's it's kind of I can annoying. tell that from your social you know? media. You guys are adorable. Yeah, we're very, like, open, you know? Come in, join the fun. 
we all we just love to have fun. We're mm-hmm. we're very you're a very bubbly family, so you know. I I feel you. I feel you. I and you know what? That's that's a beautiful thing um to see where people are open and you know just welcoming. It it, mm-hmm. it makes people like like me who are more closed off, more reserved feel like you know what? Maybe being open and you know having that arm stretched out isn't a bad thing. Um mm-hmm. it just takes a lot for me because I I've, I've been hurt a lot by people, not just like relation like male relationships it, mm-hmm. it, it has been from people who I considered a friend who mm-hmm. have turned around and hurt me and I've only let them in a little bit and I'm just like you know what <laughs> we're gonna have to extend <laughs> the psycho laugh <laughs> because uh-huh. sorry <laughs> <laughs> no because I I've, I I feel like a lot of the things that have happened I would do it to somebody else that's mm-hmm. who I am I would never intentionally hurt somebody. And when someone has hurt me, it makes me question why. You know what I mean? Like, what was it that made you feel that I would be the perfect target? So holding myself reserved and holding my my business reserved is only for people that I know for a fact would never intentionally turn around and hurt me because they know 100. I would never do that to them. But it is great to see People like, you know, Mel, Danley, being so open, being so welcoming. It's beautiful. Like, it's it's definitely the opposite of me. So it's great to see. Yeah, well, you're very right. Because with being open comes a lot, a lot, a lot of of broken, broke, I don't want to say broken dreams, but a lot of uh, disappointment. You know, there are many people that I have completely let into my life, you know, great friends. And, you know, I'm the king of getting ghosted. It's happened multiple times. It's it's almost like like you just train yourself to expect it. And that's how bad it gets. You know, wow. and and I say that knowing knowing all this, but what I will say is that no matter what. I'm not going to change who uh-huh. I am because of that. And uh-huh. the reason why is despite the way, you know, our friendships may have ended, despite how I feel about the whole scenario, uh-huh. my life was affected by you. And if I could do it all over again, I would keep everything the way it is because yeah. everything in life is a lesson learned and everything I take away as as a memory, you know, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm a, I'm a big hoarder of, of, well, firstly, a big hoarder of useless information, but secondly, (laughs) I'm a hoarder of memories. I'm, I love memories, you know, the negative ones, the positive ones, I invite them all because, you know, our story, when we, when we are old and gray rocking on our chair in the patio, you know, I wouldn't be able to smile there and say, I lived a complete life, you know? I cried, I smiled, I made friends, I lost friends. I, you know, I fell in love, I had my heart broken. Fell out. Like, I want it all. I want to feel it. I want to feel the raw emotions. I don't mind the hurt and the pain that comes with it because I got to meet a great person and everybody I meet is a great person. You may not think, about, think that about yourself, but I do. You know, 
individually, we are all great. And that's just how I feel. That's a great way to look at it. That's, that's a great way to look at it. Like just going back to what like you were saying about um, you know, going through all of the emotions and how you feel about like how different people have entered your life and stuff like that. Did you join what what has like what has prompted me to be so closed off is I, I feel like in a short span of time being so young, I experienced so many different feelings altogether. And like, I, I almost, almost felt like if I continue feeling all these feelings, I'm probably just never going to talk to anybody again. Like, I'm just going to be so completely shut off from the world and never speak to anybody again unless I have to because I'm out in society. Like, I, I was not about having friends. I was not about, like, you know, going out and speaking to people. None of that. And I feel like that has hindered me a lot. But in growing up and realizing, hey, you're an adult, you got you got to mingle, you got to mingle with people. It's made me a little better. Yeah. Ask Mel. I feel like I've done better out in public. I say hello to people now. <laughs> I treat, yeah, you, I, she I, says I, you don't always want to take my neck, hello. so you know. Yeah. She says hello every time, but then she doesn't oh. realize that her face is still feisty. Oh. Right? She's, she's sitting there no, quietly girl, taking you- in a scenario. And her face is just think, and I have to like, does she have to share? Fix it. Fix what? Your face. My girl has a stink <laughs> face when she wants to have a stink. Yeah, she she be she be cutting me, giving me cut eyes. She be telling mm-hmm. me off without even saying a word. Yeah. You know, half it's the time it's very well deserved. <laughs> Yo, when her when her chin touches her chest and her eyes come down, oh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Okay, <laughs> you're trash. Um, there, there is a Disney movie mm-hmm. that that the protagonist in the movie, she goes through a bunch of different emotions. And inside out? Inside out. Yo, when it got to I, the depression part. Cry. Oh, it made Yo, you cry? Found, I'm a grown found. ass man sitting there with my, um, with my with god sister. She was, nah, this is my god sister. She was maybe like, like four or five and I'm wondering oh. if I should have even brought this child to this movie and I'm there I'm there seeing my, my eyes water up I'm like hold on what what is this movie yo. this is not a kid's movie like it's yo it's it, deep the part what, that got me when family island started to break up yes dog yes and, and you know what uh, it's uh, we can a lot of people can relate to to the mm-hmm. scenes in the movie and that's what was what was really good about it is, is that I, fu- I found the way they, they tied in the fact that, that we all go through a bunch of emotions. It shouldn't completely, you know, break us down. These emotions help build who we, who we end up being, you know? We have the choice to, to let these things eat us and beat us and break us down. But no, we shouldn't. We need to, we need to take these as just simple lesson learned. And, yeah. You know, I don't know if I can ever really show that movie as a as a lesson because I actually feel bad for for any student I make um, watch that. But like, it's I just found it really really amazing in the way good. it allows you to to see you know dealing with emotion. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you how to deal with emotion. It just shows that you can bounce that, back. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen you it? Did you? No, I haven't seen oh, it. You like, have to. As you have speaking, to. As you're speaking, like just going back to the whole Nipsey thing, that was that was his his overall that he didn't quit. He went through emotions, mm-hmm. realizing that he's trying to get out of his situation, 
mm-hmm. selling CDs out of the back of a truck, but he kept going. He kept doing it, went through emotions, yeah. failed, or it seemed like he failed, but didn't quit, kept going. And like that, that is the rule of life. You're going to face trials. You're going to face tribulation. You're going to face people coming at you sideways. And we're all going to deal with it differently, but we're all going to fight to keep going. And as as much as I'm closed off with my emotions, I fight every day to let people know that I'm happy today. (laughs) I like your shirt. I'm handing out compliments. (laughs) You know what? I'm trying to be a better version of myself. And that may not seem like it's a big deal, but to me, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot for me to stand in front of you and feel like I'm naked because you can see the emotion that I'm feeling. Um, When I cry, I often cry alone in a corner in my bed. No one knows that I've cried. I get up and I go downstairs and nobody in my family knows that I was crying. And that's how I, that's how I've always dealt with my, I guess when I'm really sad, when I'm depressed, Mm -hmm. nobody knows. And I think one day I, I told my mom, I'm like, you have no idea how stressed I've been. You have no idea how many nights I have not slept, but I'll get up and go to work and pretend like everything's fine. And for the mm-hmm. moment that I'm at work, I do feel fine. And I come home and I cry again and I haven't mm-hmm. slept. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know what? That's not healthy. If you're mm-hmm. going to cry, it's good to cry. But you need to be around people to talk out the reason why you're crying. Because Absolutely. if you're crying by yourself and you're not saying anything, you're only going to keep repeating the cycle. And she was right mm-hmm. because it was maybe about a month, month and a half, knowing you. And mm-hmm. as I'm realizing, I'm like, I need to start changing the way that I look at certain things and how I deal with anxiety and stuff like that. I, I need to actually speak about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of person that I'll keep going. I just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm like, I have so much on my plate and I don't mm-hmm. realize that it's breaking me down. To the yeah. point where I'm, 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 I'm overwhelmed, but I'm crying, not realizing that's why I'm crying. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overworked. I need to stop. Mm. No, for sure. Like I've been, I've been reading Charlemagne's book, Shook Ones, Anxiety, um, Getting the Best of Me. Okay. I, I definitely recommend it to every Black person. Whether you're going, whether you have anxiety, going through any kind of mental health thing. I recommend it because he, he is taking, he's giving you his examples from his real life. This nigga says strength. No, sorry. Scrimph. He's like, I didn't have the scrimph to da, 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 da. So he's keeping it real nigga. It's on our level. But then he also brings in a doctor to explain the clinical side of it. And it's a black doctor. So he's speaking from our experience as well. I've been listening to it the last couple of days. I, I, I don't read, I do audio books, but it's, it's, it's been very opening, very eye opening. And I've learned so much about myself in this like, last couple of days reading. So I definitely recommend that for everyone. Um, but I, I, do we have any closing thoughts before we go? You know what? I kind of do. And, and it's something that I've always lived by. Two things. I will say that, you know, I have this pinned to my Twitter, you know, XDCAP, X, you know, find me. Mm-hmm. If I died today, would you really be, be satisfied with the last conversation we had? And if not, you know, that's something that we need to change. And the last point that I will make is that even in the darkest of nights, the sun has always risen. 
yeah, we were in a very dark time, but just no light will follow. Light will follow. Beautiful. Um, yeah, to pretty much touch on that same point, anytime you get the chance to converse with someone that you care about or come in contact with, don't be afraid to compliment them if you see worthy to compliment. Don't be afraid to just embrace them. Don't be afraid to tell the person that you love that you love them, even if you just told them two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we never know when it's our turn to go or when it's their turn to go. And you don't want to live with the regret of not saying how you felt. And I mean, if that's in turn to me as well, tell me how you feel, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I am willing, I am always willing to have a conversation with anyone. Just know that I'm not going to approach you <laughs> unless <laughs> I feel the need to. But I'm always here to talk. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, I say it at the end of every episode, but I don't think really people really take it in. Just love and be loved, guys. Like, love others and, and allow people to love you back. I feel like that's one thing that we kind of forget how to do, how to accept love. And I think when, once, once you, <laughs> who you tell them? <laughs> once, once, once you're able to accept love and everything else kind of falls in order but yeah mm-hmm. let's just be good you know positive yeah. vibes be good don't say harmful things to others because you can't take it back and that will live longer than the good that you've done believe it amen. absolutely can can the church say amen amen, amen. <laughs> alright guys thanks so much this was so good so what did we learn this time around for me, it's that his legacy and impact will live on well beyond the hashtags and conspiracy theories. We want to hear your take on all this. Hit us on Twitter and IG at double underscore the link up or send us an email to the link up mailbox at gmail.com. As always, love and be loved. We'll catch you next time we link up. Bye, guys. Bye.